Welcome to I Love Palm Beach, brought to you by GL Luxury Group with Partners Mortgage 300, a local Florida lender. The show where we talk about everything that Palm Beach County, Florida has to offer and why you should make it your home. We're a team of real estate professionals who love where we live, and we want to show you why you will love Palm Beach too. You'll learn all about Palm Beach lifestyles, hobbies, fun pastimes, and all the amazing things to do here. Listen in to find the best of Palm Beach. Whether it's a specific food or service, Palm Beach has it all and does it bigger and better. You'll also hear local hero stories featuring some of the incredible people that call Palm Beach home. Now, without any further ado, here's your host, Rebecca Giacoba, with co-host Stephanie Ko. Hi, everybody. This is Rebecca Giacoba and Stephanie Ko, my partner, and we're here with I Love Palm Beach, and we have a really interesting episode today. We have Ed Kos. I just said it wrong. I said it right and I said it wrong. Could you please correct me, Ed? It's Ed Kosick. Ed Kosick. I don't know why I want to mangle that. but That's fine. That's okay. But Ed has an interesting story and um, we'd love to hear about it. Sure. I guess I'll go back from where it started. March 12, 2019, I was at a Chick-fil-A restaurant having lunch with my wife. Everything was fine and I collapsed and went into cardiac arrest. My heart stopped, no pulse. I was on the ground, clinically dead. And a young girl, you can see in the back picture right there, is my Sarah, who was cooking French fries in the kitchen, came out and knew CPR because she went to the Boynt Beach High School medical program, came out and started CPR and did it all by herself. I was fortunate to have the firemen show up just in time to shock my heart back into rhythm. And I came back to life. So it sparked me to start a nonprofit. Every second count CPR, where I go out and teach people CPR and spread sudden cardiac awareness and know that to let people know the importance of knowing CPR can make a difference as CPR does save lives. And I am living proof that it does work. So you said that was, I'm sorry, what year was that? Uh, March 12, 2019. Okay, so pretty recently. And then what kind of events? I mean, you said that you teach classes on it all. How often is it? How can people get involved with it? They can go to my website, everysecondcountcpr.org. In 2021, after this happened, I was involved with the Florida state law that helped pass a law where all kids have to know CPR before graduation. That was a great big win for a lot of heart advocates in the state of Florida. So now every kid that Graduates should have an hour instruction of knowing what to do before they leave school. Creates an army of lifesavers. That's the goal, that everyone knows how to do CPR as a young adult. That sparked me to do the Great 48 CPR Tour, where I went across the nation and taught CPR in every single state and gave away CPR kits just to spread that message. I now also do a big event in Washington, D.C. the first week in June called the National CPR AED uh, Awareness Rally, where I bring heart advocates and people across the nation together to spread CPR awareness at our nation's capital and hopefully bring new laws and new attention to the crisis of sudden cardiac arrest and how more people need to know CPR and more people can live. And just recently, I just got done with a new event I did in New York City, October 1st, which was You Can Save a Life in a New York Minute. I was at Times Square, 
hanging out with a whole bunch of crazy people out there. We had a blast and we spread CPR awareness at Father Duffy Square. Made a lot of new friends in New York City and Times Square. So it was a great event. And I'm looking forward to doing that again every year too in the future. Well, not to ask a silly question. Sorry, Stephanie, didn't mean to interrupt. Let's explain to the listeners exactly what CPR is, what it takes to learn it. Everybody knows CPR, but what is it exactly? What is it meant to do? So there's always a a disconnect when people hear heart attack or cardiac arrest. There's total different things going on there. A heart attack is a plumbing issue where you have an artery issue, your blood's not pumping blood, and but I can still speak to you. I can say, hey, Stephanie, please go call an ambulance. Something's wrong. A cardiac arrest is electrical. It's like your heart completely stops, like a light switch turning off from light to dark. Your heart stops. You have 10 minutes to live. Somebody somewhere better know CPR, know how to do compressions, how to use an AED, because the threshold on an average person is 10 minutes. So we lose a minute of life every minute that goes by. So that's why 10 minutes is usually the number where most people pass away. So it's critical that bystander CPR is done immediately from everybody and everyone. So that's the goal is to, we, I can teach somebody uh, bystander CPR in about a half hour. You don't have to sit in a four-hour class to be certified unless you need it for your job or you just want to have that extra knowledge. But the majority of a bystander, average person just needs to know the basics of what to do. And that when that person knows what to do, they're going to give that person 70, 80% chance of a survival rate. And it's huge. So we can change the stats of hopefully uh, more people surviving a cardiac arrest when it happens. Absolutely. And I'm sure in these classes, you get a lot of misconceptions and questions about it all. What is one of the top misconceptions that you can correct for our listeners? Great question. The two questions I'm going to tell you off the bat is first, I'm going to hurt you. I'm afraid to touch that individual on the ground because I'm going to hurt them. Talking from experience of being a cardiac arrest, you cannot hurt you because you're clinically dead. You are not there. There is no heartbeat. You're not pulse. You're at the mercy of whatever happens. So hurting somebody is not going to happen because you might hurt somebody by hurting their ribs or cracked ribs. I had hurt ribs for a good three months, but my girl, Sarah, my angel, I call her, did quality CPR the right way, compressions two inches deep, 120 compressions per minute. So you, so I just want folks to understand you can't hurt. And when you see that person, imagine that is your brother, your sister, your mother, your father, cousin, and they need help. Somebody needs to jump in. And my big motto is be the help, don't wait for the help. The second question that I always get is, well, I'm afraid that I might be getting sued if I touch that person. We have good Samaritan Act laws in the nation where not one person has ever been sued for doing the right things for the right reasons. So I like to get those two. When we, if we create a society where people don't worry about hurt people and we're not getting sued, I think more people will understand that it's okay to jump in when you see an emergency. That's a great message to spread with people. As far as actually performing the CPR, I mean, I know that you said that it takes probably about 30 minutes to explain to people. Is mouth-to-mouth still part of the CPR procedure or how, can you give us a brief overview? Okay, so high quality CPR is 30 compressions, two breaths, okay? And that's when you get a certification and that's the, that's being doing CPR at its best, which our healthcare professionals, our paramedics and nurses know how to do. But the bystander CPR, and American Heart came out with this 10 years ago, 
that your two hands are just as are do just as good as job as doing 30 compressions two breaths. Sarah, who saved my life, used hands only compressions. She never blew in my mouth at all. So it, that, what we're doing there is pumping blood and oxygen through the body and keeping the vitals alive and going in your body. We need an AED. That's why we're in such a, a big, we're trying to really try to get more AEDs in the public because the AED is what brings the heart back. Okay, an AED is like a charge, like your car and your battery. Your car won't start, you need a charge. Your heart needs a charge because your heart is stopped. And there's a misconception when you walk into, I don't care where you go and you see an AED, which does everyone know what an AED stands for? No. Okay, an AED means automatic external defibrillator. You see them in hospitals, you see them in airports, you see them in publics now, you see them in every public. You see them in almost any governmental building. You're starting to see more of them, and we want to see them. But when you see a fire extinguisher, you see an AED, because that's the ticket of bringing your heart back. Compressions won't bring your heart back, but it's going to keep your vitals going. We need those AEDs to charge. And those AEDs are for you, Stephanie. They're for you, Rebecca. They're for anybody who sees them. When you see it's not just for that medical professional. It's for the everyday person to grab that thing off the wall and just put it, put the pads on the person's chest. When It is so simple. I mean, a five-year-old can do it because they talk to it. They tell you when you open up the case what to do. They show you on the pads where to put the pads on a person's individual body. It's simple. But people are afraid and educated because they don't understand how it works. But it is simple. as It's the best life-saving device we have to save a person's life. I am actually very saddened because there was a story over the weekend out in San Francisco where a guy went down in Golden Gate Park and uh, his friend ran to a museum local close by, which was 30 seconds away, went in there. The employee would not give him the AED because they had to ask the supervisor. There was this communication breakdown from the employee to the supervisor. If we have AEDs, we have to use them. So as a survivor, I hear stories like this over and over and it just bothers me that people don't understand the urgency that when someone's down, they don't have much time. So having people that don't know what they're doing, we just need we need a better way to get the word out to the public of that an AED saves lives, CPR saves lives. I and mean, it's just, it's an ongoing battle that myself and many other heart advocates hit the pavement every day and try to tell people about. And thank you again for being on this podcast because more information getting out to the public is better. So thank you for that. Of course. Thank you for coming on. So did Sarah use the defibrillator on you or was that with the paramedics when they came? No, that chick, I was at Chick-fil-A at Boynton Beach Boulevard. I think I sent you my video. At Mm -hmm. that time, Mm -hmm. there was probably 30 to 40 people in that Chick-fil-A and not one person helped me. Sarah, she knew what she was doing, and she was a healthcare professional. Well, she was in school for medical, so she knew CPR. She knew I was in VFib. There was no AED at that Chick-fil-A, but she knew if you have no AED, all you can do is call 911 so you know the paramedics and firemen are away because they do have the AED. She knew just to continue to do CPR Mm -hmm. questions only with her two hands. And that's what she did for a good four or five minutes straight. Firemen got there by the grace of God. And, 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 and these are out-of-hospital cardiac arrests were even tougher to survive because of the situation, no AED, and not, not nobody really stepping in to do help. I was blessed with having Sarah jumping in and the firemen getting in time 
to shock my heart back into rhythm. That is usually not the case. And but now I can tell you, since that happened, that Chick Fil A has been trained, and everyone and they do have an AED in that store. So that's awesome. Yeah, and I think also goes to to speak to our area where we live in. A lot of people live maybe in more rural parts of the U.S. where they don't have access to uh, emergency professionals and paramedics being able to show up that quickly. Can you speak a little bit, because a lot of people that listen to our podcast, they want to know the pros and cons of moving to the Palm Beach area. And, you know, if you could speak a little bit to your personal experience dealing with paramedics and first responders across our county. Well, we're very fortunate, Palm Beach County. We have some of the best uh, response time and the national response time in in the United States is eight to 12 minutes, so which is a big deal. So if cardiac arrest, the threshold is 10 minutes, that means somebody in the meantime has to do something. We're lucky, I guess, at Fortune, the firemen will be there. And the policemen too. Our policemen also have AEDs and are trained in CPR as well. So we're lucky in that way. So being those rural areas, like you asked, that is a struggle. There's different things in going on where there, there's drones bringing AEDs to those rural areas, believe it or not. It's a wow. cool thing. This guy came up, you call for an AED, and if you're gonna, he'll get a drone and he'll drop it off at your location. But still, time is of the essence. I mean, it, it, that's why our big push is bystander CPR. We know the professionals will do the job, we'll get there. It's the critical time before where mm-hmm. we're just not seeing people engaging and wanting to do anything. It really breaks my heart because I, I I was lucky and fortunate to have that bystander jump in, but a lot of people don't. So, so you've given kind of instructions on the entire process so far, except for one specific thing. You said two inches. So I'm assuming that's two inches deep onto the chest. Two inches deep, center of the chest to the song, Staying Alive. I think everyone knows that song, Staying Alive. That The Bee Gees never understood or ever thought in a million years that song would be so critical in saving lives but our all our hearts rebecca stephanie all our hearts beat at 100 to 120 beats per minute that song is 100 to 120 beats per minute wow and the name staying alive just makes sense Absolutely. so two hands center of a chest staying alive that's all you need to do keep it simple and people will understand how to do it don't overthink it do i give 30 compressions, two breaths. Do I give two compressions? It's been changed so many times through the history of CPR. But we want more and more people to engage and do just help. Just jump in and help. There's no mouth to mouth. We don't have to worry about catching a disease because in this day and age, do you think anyone is going to put a mouth on a stranger? They might. Do they have a pocket mask in their purse or their pocket? Maybe not. Odds are no. But we can all have two hands where we can use those two hands in the center of the chest. And that's how simple it is. And if you've seen, if I showed you how easy an AED is to use, you're going to walk away within a half hour and say, you know what, I can do this. And that's the message we want to send out because then more people will engage and help each other when there's a situation that comes up with cardiac arrest. What can we do to urge the average citizen to want to learn CPR? Like I think most people think about it, but what can we do to get them out there and learn? There's a thousand cardiac arrests that happen every day, less than in the United States, less than 10% survive. Don't think it'll never happen to you or one of your loved ones or family because the odds are it will. Sometime in the course of anybody's life, either your grandparent or even young children, because our big push is young children, because 23 kids a day 
under the age of 18 die of cardiac arrest in our ball fields and our soccer fields and basketball courts, people think, oh, kids can't have a cardiac arrest. That is false. And I can introduce you to numerous parents who've lost their children who are pounding a payment every day trying to get that message to get their kids heart screened. Because don't think, oh, the kid's a young, healthy 16-year-old athlete and they're strong. Well, there might be something going on in the heart that you just don't know. So get the heart screening. Make sure something's going on. Be proactive of your children. Find a CPR community class. I offer them when anybody ever calls me. This message for me is not about any value. It's about spreading the message. I've been given a gift, and I want to spread that gift to anyone and anyone who's willing to listen. Well, thank you. And thank you for the impact that it's having to the community and other lives around you nationwide, it sounds like. So we're going to wrap up with our final question. We ask all of our guests is what is your favorite part about living in the greater Palm Beach area? Well, I've lived here since 1986 now. What is that? 37, 38 years. I started in Fort Lauderdale. I've watched this place grow and change so much, as you can imagine. I'm not sure how long you ladies have been here. And I've traveled, like I said, all 48 states this last couple of years. There's still not a place like South Florida. We have our cons, but our pros outweigh those cons in a lot of ways. We have services. We have activities. If you can't find what you're looking to do in Palm Beach County or Fort Lauderdale, you're just not looking. I mean, there's the beaches, there's parks, there's clubs, there's restaurants. I mean, we got everything. We really do. And it's just, and and to top it off, we got the weather. Look at it. It's November and we're in shorts. I mean, come on, look at you got the uh, lighthouse, Duper Lighthouse right behind you. I've spent so many times on it. I love that place right there. I mean, and uh, that's one of my favorite beaches, actually, Jupiter, Juno. I mean, it's just, we hear a lot of negativity about South Florida, but the, I, if you look at the big picture, Palm Beach County is, is, uh, is always going to be a destination of people that want to move to because it's just, it's just ideal for, for people to come, live, and enjoy themselves. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We'll make sure to give our listeners a description of where they can get in contact with you and if they want to join in for a CPR class. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of I Love Palm Beach. Hope you have a great day. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of I Love Palm Beach. Please feel free to share this podcast with anyone who wants to learn more about our beautiful city. If you're looking to explore all that Palm Beach has to offer, visit our website at www.giaelite.com. That's G-I-A-E-L-I-T-E.com. Or give our team a call at 410-320-4868. We'll catch you in the next episode.